Hello, and welcome to the Platform Podcast, hosted by Marketplace Risks, L. Tucker, a former journalist who writes, speaks, and consults on the sharing of good economy. L. is also the chair of the Marketplace Risk Advisory Board. Please note, this podcast has been prepared for informational purposes and is not legal advice by the Marketplace Risk team or the presenters. The material discussed should not be construed as legal advice or a legal opinion on any specific issue. We urge you to consult a lawyer concerning your own situation and any specific legal questions you may have. Please contact us at info at marketplacebiz.com and we can put you in touch with the appropriate professional. And now, without further ado, I will hand things over to Al. Hello and welcome back to the Platform Podcast. Today's guest is Jen Sharon, who is co-founder of the peer-to-peer fashion rental marketplace, lots of adjectives there, Loanhood. Welcome, Jen, to the podcast. Hi, very nice to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And I've just crammed in a whole bunch of descriptors there for Loanhood. And uh, <laughs> so hoping you can um, be a bit more clear than I've just been. But Loanhood, it's uh, it's an app. It's a sharing app and it's for fashion. So t- tell me if I've got that definition right and, and a bit more about it. Yeah, I think that's really interesting, actually, because just in the time that we've been building Loanhood, um, the language around the sharing economy hasn't kind of um, grown up yet we're still all trying to find the words and trying mm. to find the words to put that across to the general public because it's a new concept for them as well um, but we've you know we've played around with different things so a people-to-people uh, marketplace it's uh, so yeah for if, if it, we were talking to our audience our direct audience who are Gen Z and very familiar with um, Depop we would just go in and say, you know, it's a rental version of Depop and they'd get it straight away. So it's a marketplace, right. yeah. they, they have their own accounts, they can make their own money, have their own little micro business on there. Um, but it's it's rental, which is it's still relatively new in the fashion industry. It's interesting, isn't it? And actually that leads so neatly on to my first question for you. And that is that Depop and in the US Poshmark yeah. are such familiar brands when when we're talking about fashion and apps but these are all for reselling and um, there's a few others in the UK I think there's one called Vinted and yeah. these these have become you know really pretty standard on a, on a Gen Z phone haven't they um, and then at the other end of the spectrum well not the other end of the spectrum but the other side is rent the runway these are rental platforms that people are very familiar with and obviously rent the runway has done really well in the US but the peer-to-peer model is kind of in the middle and it hasn't been one that's really made that idea mainstream yet Uh, would you agree and and if so why do you think that is um I think okay the resale came first that completely makes sense we've gotten used to selling things not not just clothes but all things on ebay for like decades it's probably accurate now it's been around a very long time that's nothing new and then you're niching down from ebay aren't you to clothes so how to so to have a clothing resale platform is not a huge leap for people they can can understand it it's a it's a environment they want to be in if they're interested in fashion um it's something that we all have 
going spare in our, you know, most people have clothes that are unworn in their wardrobes. Something like, it's something like 40% of our wardrobes are un, unworn or underworn or, ha- you know, haven't been worn for a long time. Wow. Um, the rental side of it is new uh, for sure. And uh, it's quite natural, I think, to have started um, at the higher end of the market because the you know the margins are bigger there's it's you know it's more an a, a um an easy one to sort of buy into if it's like you could access this design address that's very expensive for a fraction of the price um you wouldn't normally be able to afford it and it's for a special occasion and those special occasion outfits are the, exactly the outfits that get worn once or twice mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that so it's an easy win people understand it so that completely makes sense um but I think that that almost doesn't take into account the sustainability aspect so like that kind of I want to access designer goods and um, is is one thing and I can understand that why that's come first but like following on from that we've had the rise in uh kind of the issues around sustainability and the environmental impact of the fashion industry and the next generations coming through who want to be more sustainable in their choices. And, you know, we can look at uh, the rental model and say, actually, that fits the, the requirements of this sort of new generation coming through. Um, uh, in, and also for us, you know, we can kind of point to those trailblazers uh, like rent the runway and say look this is a model that that can work and let's see if we can apply it to the slightly different market mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's really interesting and for your for loanhood um t- tell us a bit more about that and how, how long you've been going for and where you're operating and also a bit about your audience because this this, this isn't necessarily people with um you know a really yeah a really designer luxurious wardrobe or anything like that at all is it was it you know I'd be interested to hear about your typical user yeah so um we have been I guess the seed of the idea uh was sort of back into 2019 um my my co-founder Jade was doing her MA in fashion futures at London College of Fashion and this was kind of an idea that she sort of formulated um this was before that we now we now have competitors as other people in the space um but they were not on our radar yet they were still developing their platforms too mm-hmm. so jade had kind of like come with this idea which uh lucy and i just got it straight away and were like yes we want to do this uh we're all three sort of based in or were then based in uh, east london um, we've all worked in the fashion industry and creative industries. Um, so that's kind of our world, this kind of um, very creative, um, like if at the height of kind of mil- millennial status, it would have been pretty hipster, you know, going out to clubs in Shoreditch and all that kind of thing. That was kind of how we lived our sort of 20s and early 30s. Um, so it's quite natural that when we wanted to create a rental platform it was for people like us or the people that we were when we were in our 20s mm-hmm. so um young going out all the time 
working in the creative industries, uh, using fashion to express themselves, to, uh, to sort of show their tribal allegiances, to identify with the music that they're into, wanting to have a different outfit for like, you know, it's not just about special occasions, but like going to a club on Saturday night or going to a party or even like a midweek thing. And um, this is, these are the, this is the mindset. These are the people that we are, we are targeting. And this is the kind of uh, the lifestyle that we know. Um, mm-hmm. And then when it comes to that price point, as you pointed out, it's not definitely not all about designer pieces, but what we know um, is that people mix and match. They don't tend to like own, especially if you work in the fashion industry, because you do have a bit of extra access to designer pieces through staff discounts and sample sales and so on. So typically uh, someone working in a fashion office might have a designer handbag um, and a Zara coat, you know, and they mix those two together. Mm-hmm. So when we created Lonehood, we wanted a space that would work for that. So um, it's all about, uh, because it's peer-to-peer, it's all about working with the clothes that you already own, you know, what's already in your wardrobe. And what's already in people's wardrobe is a mix of high street, some cult brands. So that's that kind of, in the UK, like maybe it's a dress that's £200. Um, and then maybe some designer pieces, maybe you splurged on a handbag. Um, and actually that is quite representative of what's on the platform already. So mm-hmm. we've got High Street, but we've also got um, there's a Molly Goddard dress that got uploaded this week. And there's some designer handbags, um, plenty of High Street. And then the other thing, which is a very kind of uh, post lockdown is um, is the, the makers and the independent makers who are making uh, upcycling, making one off pieces, which is an, a segment that we hadn't. Um, Mm. identified so much right at the beginning but during lockdown there were so many people who work in the fashion industry and beyond who were on furlough and at home and they were kind of I got my sewing machine out for the first time since university or I've taken up crochet or something like that Uh, and you know they were creating uh, content around that on social media and then set up their own sort of mini shops or selling it on depop um and then you know rental works quite nicely for them because they put a lot of hours into making each of those pieces and they can't really for the audience that they want to reach which is probably people like them their own peers um to price a piece like that that actually reflects the number of hours they put into it would would be out of reach for mm. for their friends so rental works quite nicely because yeah. you set that lower price point get those pieces out there they're um, really unique pieces as well yeah that's so that we definitely have that we have upcycled unique pieces handmade pieces so that and so that's already quite exciting that what we're seeing is that that range which is reflective of of a wardrobe that you you would see in our in our target audience so uh, with this mix of price points within 
the within the app um and you're seeing some designer stuff you're seeing you know stuff that's maybe more more high street all mixed in and it's more about the you know the look um and just you know the the trends that are coming through how does that work in terms of you know the sort of safety of the platform how do people feel you know that their stuff is being looked after as much if it's really high value if it's mixed in with stuff that's lower value because obviously on some of the more luxury rental platforms everything is tied up around you know sort of heavy insurance and deposits Mm -hmm. and things like that how do you work that mixture yeah I think that's the trust economy is you know, goes hand in hand with the sharing economy. It's really important. Um, so where we're at right now is we're able to offer um, uh, insurance or, excuse me, I think technically you have to call it a lender guarantee, uh, which is through um, Superhog, which is a, a insurance company here in the UK. Um, so it, it's, it's a pound per rental uh, so it's quite straightforward and that covers you up to £500 uh, in value, which covers pretty much everything on the on the app at the moment. Um, and that's something that is definitely, as we grow and not just us, but with the other sharing economy platforms, I hope to be able to work with insurance providers so that we can offer uh, loaners and borrowers a kind of flat rate that they can opt into per year in the same way you might have done with travel insurance um but it's new and you know financial services are slow to move they're not always very innovative um so there's definitely some catching up to do there mm-hmm. the other sides other other sides of the sort of trust is that um you know we're building a community um many of the people especially our kind of east london cohort come to our events and they've met each other in real life so there is a bit of a um IRL as well as digital experience um and although it's not on the platform now because we're still in kind of quite early stages we would uh um obviously we intend to implement a review system um so very much like Airbnb so uh if you um you know, if you're going to rent something out, you can check out the other person's profile and see what, what people have said. There's also, I think, all the different ways to build trust. Mm-hmm. You can, once you're kind of in the flow of making a rental request, you can message each other. Um, and um, yeah, it's you're right, trust is super important. So we have to find as many touch points through the user journey um, mm-hmm. where we can help build that trust. Um, and obviously you know you can report an issue and you know we can intervene if there's an issue um and have you what, had what, issues Jen I mean have no, you... not, not yet no so mm. I think um as like we're newer I sort of thinking to refer to some of our um the other fashion marketplaces I think higher street I think it is have said that sort of less than one percent of rentals have any kind of um issue Mm-hmm. that's amazing yeah so I think it, it's 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 pretty good at the moment um but yeah it's, it's interesting because it's a kind of um as as we grow we'll almost be able to implement additional trust because we can sort of put in some of those um you know review systems and um 
like any any number of other things which can help build the trust side but it is super important it definitely are you, is are you encouraging people to meet face to face to exchange the items uh, at the moment and does that make it quite locational um you know it, it, it london centric in that sense or how do you scale that i mean i'm on the app i'm at the other end of the island mm-hmm. um what are what are your ambitions in that sense and do people you know post things or is is it more of a face to face at the moment we have both options so you can um put it in the post or use a courier as as you wish um, or you can opt to drop off in person or pick up in person um, which is actually why you have to be 18 to be on the app part that's some of the sort of um, safety and security um, right now I think right now most people are posting because we're um, although we are based in East London um, and a lot of our IRL activities are here um, people are popping up all over the place um, in in cities around the UK. Um, we've got quite a few people in in Reading for some reason. I don't know what's going on over there, but they'll see like a <laughs> bit of a, um, a sort of neighbourhood of, of renters going on there. Um, so we certainly, yeah, we have every intention to spread through the UK and beyond. Um, and as the kind of uh, density of of loners pops up in each city and we can integrate a kind of um uh like geo tagging into the the search so you can kind of you know show me items available in within 10 miles or something mm. like that um then you know it's going to work out to be preferable to um pick up in person or use maybe a cycle career if you're in a city um for time because actually that means you can get it same day um but also it reduces the carbon of course of course yeah and the price and um, the price and yeah. the price i think with the low these like lower end rentals like the delivery cost is you know not is is noticeable um, yeah it's a cheaper piece it is and i find um because obviously i've experimented mm. with a few of of these rental platforms it's a slight inconvenience having to go to the post office I mean that doesn't that sounds like a first world problem but um, the post office that's quite near me always has a massive queue and I know that going off to meet somebody Mm. you know you would still have to go off and do it but queuing up and and spend you know you can get the postman to pick up from you Really? Yes. I did you not can, know that. On the mail's website, you can um, request a collection of a parcel so they'll come and pick it up. <gasps> Jen, thank you. You've um, saved you a bit of time. And also, <laughs> there's a few other delivery services that will like pick up. My Emma's, I think, does. But yeah, the post office will pick up from your house. This is why it's brilliant talking to a millennial, you know, because <laughs> I, I'm acting like my mum and going and queuing at the post office, which. Um, it's yeah. one of those things you find out by accident. You know, you're yes. looking up like how much will it cost to send something, you know, and you realise there's this service that you didn't know existed. So, yeah, there's things like that. That's, that's you know, an example of, um, you know, how we can help educate our audiences to, to take away some of the pain points and the friction. Um, uh, and also for us, like given our demographic, when we focus on kind of the university towns and cities etc if you've got student university students renting from each other they can just drop it off within halls or meet on campus somewhere and you know that's 
really no hassle at all. And also they're going they're already part of a, an existing community, so trust there should be quite high, and um, mm-hmm. they already belong to something together. But if they people don't belong to something together, do you think mm. that 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 an app like this could encourage a sense of community? Maybe you know, and and uh, I don't know. Just, yeah, for um, sure. I mean, we so I. I think um, you may know this already, but in the time while we've been sort of building the app, etc., we've also been um, running clothes swaps in East London and West London, actually. Um, and we've got quite a following there with really kind of regular attendance uh, coming to the swaps. Um, and there's definitely a sense of community among those people. They kind of they know each other now and they'll refer to like one lady said to me I was just talking to my friend over there oh when I say friend I don't know her it's just that I always talk to her when I come to the swaps and you know that's you definitely do start to build a community and people seek each other out on Instagram and start following each other so there's that as well it's sort of um as well as you know the app is not the only touch point to sort of see who someone is you can check them out on Instagram have a bit of a look uh see you know there's all the ways people do just when you match with someone on a dating app you have a little deep dive before you go meet them you know I'm, I'm saying yes like I know but I don't um <laughs> because it just yeah um now that leads me neatly to ask you about disintermediation or platform leakage because if you are in encouraging this social network and yeah. certainly the lone head feed does have that sort of look about it yeah. of a social feed then what's stopping um two cool people in yeah. east london meeting up and swapping their clothes and and doing it off the app um, how are you preventing that what's in it for them to stay on well, I think that's a really good question because, you know, no, you can never guarantee that's not going to happen. Um, but then it's for us to build the community so they want to be part of it. Obviously, there's some things like practical things like um, insurance. We can't insure your rental if it happens off app. It has to happen through the app. Um, there's um, also, got you know, kind of continuing to build your audience within the app you know we can support you know everyone that comes onto the app has their own like micro business essentially and uh so like this week for example one of our um loaner accounts which is run by two people as it happens um you know we're promoting them through our newsletter and our social channels to like give their particular account a bit of a boost and like so we can't do that for you if you go off app um and um sorry I have a slight (laughs) mental pause then um but it's um as I said it is a the other side of it actually is with this like micro um everybody having a micro business it's supporting that so as well as offering and providing the platform for the rentals to take place um we want to support entrepreneurship so for many people, it's their first taste of having their own business. It's their, um, you know, it, it's like it's. Oh, it sounds very simple. I've got a side hustle. It sounds quite like, oh yeah, what's that? It's just some little whatever. But actually, you know, 
if you hit that in the UK, if you hit a thousand pounds worth of income, then you need to do a tax return. So we may be, it's you know, our users may reach that threshold, whether it's just through livelihood or other activities mm-hmm. they do, and then we can hold their hand through that and kind of coach them through that. Yeah. So by becoming a, a kind of hub of knowledge and experience and holding their hand through that um, entrepreneurship journey, we hope to create value beyond the fashion rental, which mm-hmm. would keep people in the app. Yeah, oh, that's that's great. And just going back quickly to what I said there about how the loanhoods interface if that's the right word the the app experience is like you know almost a bit like scrolling through instagram yeah but you know and understandably because that's what you know this generation and oh by the way some of the clothes just gorgeous um as well um but this social aspect to it presumably uh, if there isn't already i haven't explored it enough there will be the chance to you know comment and have communications how will you or if you're not already deal with that content being moderated or or bad actors or you know just uh, difficult people being Mm. on that yeah that's again that's a good question we're not there yet we don't have that kind of open comment we talked about it a lot actually early on do want to be able to allow people to comment on people's listings um and that may come in the future Mm. but I think um as you rightly point out you can't do that lightly you need to be able to monitor it you need to be very aware of any kind of bullying or abuse Mm. or negativity um so if and when we do implement that it would definitely be taken with care mm-hmm. yeah because we had a, a previous podcast guest polly applegate who yes, had in the community yes yeah. yeah. she'd um, been on um and talking about her um her incredible experience at, at depop and especially yeah. how their community management and their trust and safety teams had had to build so rapidly as the yeah as the platform grew, particularly in the pandemic, when people were sort of clearing out their wardrobes and yeah. things like that. Um, because because for these reasons, really, that they they had to be really careful of, of that because presumably on the Depop interface, I don't actually have Depop, you can comment and communicate and stuff. And, and it opens up you a can, whole you trust can. and safety. Yeah. I mean, on so, our, currently on our platform, once you're in the process of, like, you send a rental request, um, then you can chat to... Uh, between the two the the two parties the loaner and the borrower can chat to each other there may be questions about fit or it might be just you know if you're going to do a drop off in person you know maybe you know they need to communicate about where they're going to meet that kind of thing um but exactly from what Polly has said of, of her experience at Depop is that you know you just can't take these things lightly you've got to be ready you know you turn on a new feature or function or even if you just do uh you know a promotion like upload an item this weekend and we'll put 10 pounds credit in your account you, you know what if that works really well as the campaign have you got the money to back it up you know you've got to sort of uh you've got to be ready to, you've got to have the infrastructure to deal with the um the features that you put in so that's that's why i said it's it's kind of if and when it comes, it, it needs to be planned carefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Jen, it's been such a pleasure chatting to you. And yeah, it's made me want to go on Lonehood and just get something nice for the weekend, actually. Um, so <laughs> um, thank you for being on the Platform Podcast and um, wish you all the best of luck with Lonehood in the future. Amazing. Thanks, Al. Thank you for tuning into the Platform Podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media at Marketplace Risk. Tune in next week for another podcast. Thank you.